0: you can't plan to be a movie star. It just happens. Right. It's something you can't control. That's true. You cannot control being a movie star. Right. There's no set plan. It's kind of like, you know how you can, if you if you go to the gym every day and shoot around mm. and practice and work on all your moves and everything, you mm. have a higher chance of making the NBA. Right. It's not the same for acting.
1: Oh, okay.
0: As far as like trying to become a movie star. But he says, what's one of the main integral points of being a movie star? And I said, "Being a good actor," and he's like, "Exactly." He says, "Focus on being a good actor." He says, "It's okay to, if you. It's okay to have the goal of being a movie star. Let that motivate you. It's definitely. He was saying it's possible, but don't set that as a goal mm-hmm. because you're going to find yourself disappointed because that's not a. That goal doesn't have actionable steps. Mm-hmm. So basically, always set goals that have actionable steps. Right. You know what I mean? Like when someone says, "Oh, I want to be a pop star." Right. It's so unpredictable.
1: Yeah, and I always use the Bad Bunny story when it comes to pop stars just because he was bagging groceries and his goal, he said his goal is to become famous, his goal is just to release a song per week. And you want to talk about the place you have, a, you, you want to work in your circle of influence, right? There's right. uh, no purpose working in a circle of concern or anything like that. Um, there's no benefit there. And so, you know, he's exactly right. You want smart goals, you want something that's measurable um, as such. Um... Yeah, if you want to be a big acting, a big movie star, or whatever, I guess the main goal would be... Um First, by being a great actor, I'm gonna put this guy away. His, his feet are fucking bothering me. <laughs> Is, it bothering Is it bothering you? Is it bothering you? No, you, no, no, you, no. You're locked in. Yeah, right. I'm
0: locked in, dude. Yeah, let's carry on then, because yeah.
1: it's, it's annoying the crap out of me. Um, totally doesn't bother you. No,
0: no, not at all.
1: My my dog's in this in this take. He's, just, <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's crazy. He's, he's, he's just clinking around. <laughs> lonely, lonely ass nigga. Um, but he's 100 right. You know, it took me a long time to realize that, and actually, Atomic Happens helped me like understand that better. I reference that book a lot, as a lot of uh, successful people do, just because it's it's what we needed. Um, you know, James Clear he said it himself he said that uh, he only introduced one new concept in that book that's originally from him. He said the rest of it was just it's kind of like him condensing all the studies, just giving it to us. Yep. He, said none, he said none of it was actually original. He says only one part of it that he that he put his own he put his own knowledge into the pot everything else is just kind of he's just a vessel for and that's the best type of literature is just being a vessel of honesty being a vessel of truth because you know I haven't discovered anything since being here that's new um, but I have brought together things that have been discovered and, and presented them in a new way to people and um, yeah so back to what he's saying about if you want to be the, if you want to be the biggest actor you're gonna be a movie star you got to reverse engineer that and see what measurable steps you're going to take. I think the first measurable step is get your 10,000 hours in as a, a, an acting, the skill set of acting, Yeah. which that's confusing to people because people are like, what's the skill set of acting? Well, acting is just the only name we have for it, but it's really about being believable. So you to spend 10,000 hours being the most believable as possible. In imaginary circumstances. Uh, in different circumstances. Yeah. You're not even imagining, just different circumstances. You, you can face heartbreak, you can face betrayal, you can face these things. And so um, you just want to be able to use an instrument to portray these different circumstances uh, uh, before they happen or bring them back. Um, imaginary, fiction, fictitious, all those things in the world of acting can exist to the crew, but they don't exist to you as the actor. Um, none of it's fake. Um,
0: you know, my acting teacher, my other acting teacher, said something really interesting. He said that, well, I don't want to call him directly because he might not like that, but I heard this from somewhere. I can't remember if it was my acting teacher if I if I heard it from somewhere else, but he said that actors aren't storytellers. Mm. That's not the actor's job. He no. says the actor's job is to just be truthful in the moment. Right. That's it. And that really stuck out to me because being in you know, classes back in St. Louis, then Chicago, then in college, they always say, oh, actors are storytellers. Right. I, I ask every actor, oh, why, why did you decide to be an actor? Oh, I like to tell stories, you know what I mean? And then I finally meet this one actor teacher, he's like, or I finally meet someone who told me this, and he says, actors aren't storytellers. It's all about being truthful in the moment, moment to moment, line by line, scene yeah. by scene work.
1: Yeah, and I, I, hope, I hope people aren't getting those confused because I think a lot of actors say that. I hope they say it because a lot of these actors are producers and writers as well. That's true. And so when you're the writer, yeah, your job is to tell the story because you have the bird's eye view on it. But if you're in any of the characters amongst the script, your story is just your story, and you're going through the day as blind to it. You're discovering things every moment in your character. I think it's what people, people uh, really green actors have trouble with is they want to know when they raise their eyebrows, when they show us expression. I'm talking about like really green actors. And it's like you're discovering it in real time because you discover life in real time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so acting is, if we're talking about acting as far as classes and lessons, um, let, me, let me go, I'm going to uh, retract from here. You know, someone said this to me, I have a friend of mine who's a who's a clinical psychologist and they told me, they said that when they work with clients the first thing they have to get an understanding of is she'll say I'm a specialist in my field but you're a specialist in your life. She wants to make that very clear that she's a specialist in her field and she has done the years of study and the years of clients but in the, the day each client is different and you're the specialist in your life. That's very similar to what it, what, it, what it what it is for acting. You know, you can go to class, you can learn all this stuff, but your teacher's really, tr- the re- teacher's really telling you, I'm a specialist at teaching, but you're a specialist at, in life. You're a specialist as this character. You know the things that you endured more so than anybody else. With that being said, you can withdraw from pockets that I don't even know about. I'm just here as a vessel. I'm just here, I'm just here as a reflection. And if you need to bounce anything off of me, I'll be here to observe and tell you if it's believable or not. But ultimately, you're gonna learn more, more about you in this setting than you're gonna learn from me. And all, and, and I'm, I believe you signed up for this class because you need to set time aside to study you more. So when you come here for three hours, you're here to study you more. And I'm just giving, you, and I'm I'm just here to hold you accountable to being here for that three hours, so you don't cut yourself short from what you need to know about yourself. And and that's what I have discovered with uh, acting classes, the whole economy of that, and also. Just sharpening your tool and sharpening your instrument um
0: my acting teacher always said and he always got on me about this and it, it got to the point where I a character actually the character opposite of me my acting partner had to say this to me in the scene but i knew that my teacher was actually saying this to me in real life which is that i can't tell you who you are yeah it is it was from uh joe versus volcano scene that i did in class and The character, my character didn't know what kind of clothes he wanted to wear. Mm -hmm. And he was going back and forth with this guy who was very knowledgeable on clothes and everything. And the guy was like, so what kind of clothes do you wear? Or where do you want to go shop? He's like, I don't know. What do you recommend? And the guy looks at him and says, I can't tell you who you are. I can't tell you what type of clothes you wear. Only you know that. Yeah. And it's the same thing with acting. It's the same thing my teacher has been telling me is that, and you know, it's very interesting that you said that. With acting class, you can learn all these techniques and everything, but in the, in the grand scheme of everything, yeah. it's about knowing who you are better, yeah. because that's what acting is, knowing who you are and discovering yourself and everything.
1: Right. So if I set an hour aside to play piano, it's me discovering the piano. I can have someone there guide me through it, and I, I have someone there push me and challenge me. That's the extent of what they can do, is challenge me and hold me accountable to moving forward with that challenge. But ultimately the hour I spend playing the piano is me understanding that instrument. When it comes to acting, we are the instrument that we're standing in front of for an hour, two hours, or three hours. The mistake that actors make when they don't go to class is they're not standing in front of that instrument. So they don't know what to pull from or how to use it. They overthink it, they run in circles, they don't know what note does what. It's miraculous, you know, I, I started doing piano, and once I started doing it, the time equated perfectly with my skill sets. That's how most things work. The more hours I spent in front of that piano, whether I had a teacher or not, it started making sense to me. That's just, a, it's just an instrument of 88 keys and a bunch of patterns. And then I started learning about the wheel of fifth and other fond- fundamental things about it. It was fundamental to us as beings as well. We only have like 13 underlying emotions, very few desires. We all want status and prestige. We all want. We all want to have a better chance of mating. That's ultimately why we want these things. Um, and to to know this and to know more about yourself, not on a philosophical way, but on a practical way that you execute it daily, you're going to be able to act and you're going to be able to tell stories in a more believable manner than the next man, just because you know what your instrument is, and you know how to tap into it at any time. Lights, camera, action, you tap into that instrument. No cameras, no action, you can tap into that instrument. Becoming familiar with yourself. Last thing I'll say about this, this, one, one, this woman I knew, she was concerned about dating an actor. I told her that actors are probably the most honest people I've ever met. Facts. Because they deal with the sides themselves that are ugly all the time.
0: The sides that people in regular society
1: tries to conceal, yeah, right? A woman, if she did want multiple partners and she was an actress, she could say, well, in this point in my life, I want to live bisexual adventures. I want to do this, I want to do that. And I don't want to live the mundane lifestyle of this or that. A man can say, hey, you know, I. it may not be masculine, but I don't want to sleep with multiple women. I want one person that's a solid person that's honest, Was full of character. And a person who can articulate either of those sides, there's no one better suited for that than an actor who doesn't fear rejection. What they fear is being constrained, so.
0: That's true, and it's, it's funny that you say that because I feel like that's why a lot of actors do struggle at the same time, because a lot of them don't want to face that ugly side of themselves. Yeah, with the bad side of themselves or confront the, the demons in their closet. Yeah, And a lot of people think that acting is like therapy sessions and everything. My, my teacher said the best. I will quote my teacher on this because I know he said this for a fact. He says, acting is therapeutic yeah. where trauma can be made beautiful, but it's not therapy. Right. He says, if you have problems, go see a therapist, go see yeah. a psychiatrist. Acting class is not... Right, therapy sessions, and I, like I know that. a lot of people who view acting class as therapy right. sessions for dealing with past traumas or past right. events and stuff like that. I see,
1: I see that like the people who think that having sex is working out. I've met met a few in my days. Not saying that I've been, not saying I've been you know interacting with them on that level, but okay. I met a few in my days who who, who, who said, "Oh, yeah, I work out, I have, I have sex, or whatever." I'm just like. <laughs> I can tell you A, you're not burning as many calories as you think you are it does not as much of work as you think it is and B if the only time you're sweating is when you're having sex that's pretty that's pretty, pretty, pretty gro- you're probably out of shape you're probably not in great health so I'm not yeah. going to go too much into that but, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, I, I, but that, that, that's how I see that it's like Acting class is therapy. No, you're being lazy, and you're fearful of facing a professional. It might be you're trying to save money, but no, acting is not therapy. No, at no. all. Now, releasing yourself, sharing your work is therapeutic, but it's not therapy.
0: It's not therapy. And like my acting teacher said, it's where trauma can be made to be beautiful. Yeah. Which is where the actors using their past traumas or the emotional of their past traumas and using it and using it as a energy to ch- and channeling it through the character that they're portraying, mm-hmm. but like you said, it's not their. It's I, not. I, I,
1: I, I'll, I'll take even farthest. It's where trauma can be monetized.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the that's the end of it. I mean, it's where trauma can be monetized, especially when you're talking about on set. It's where you can, you know, you can ch- you can change that trauma into currency. But still, you need actual help. If you want to function. You want to have relationships that are rich. Things that you know that could function and last, sustain themselves. Um, yeah, therapy is important, man. Um, Absolutely. Is this something you take? you have you, been involved with? How when was the first time you actually um, hired a professional therapist?
0: Like hired, like not through school or anything. Yeah. After college. Yeah. Had a therapy. Well, my work, my job, my previous job had a. They gave you eight free sessions through their health insurance company.
1: A year or what?
0: Uh, No, just eight free sessions lifetime of of whoever is, I was with Blue Cross Blue Shield, right? so whoever Blue Cross Blue Shield recommends or whichever practice uses Blue Cross Blue Shields, you can go there, they'll give you eight free sessions and then uh, after that, then you have to pay. But what I realized, my biggest problem with therapy in the past was that I was never fully honest with my therapist. Really? So, because I was never fully honest, I can never really get the help that I need. Wow. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I moved here when I got my new therapist. She's awesome, by the way. When I, was, I even told her at the very beginning, the first time we met, I said, Hey, I've had therapists in the past. I've never been 100% honest with any of them, but I'm going to be 100% honest with you. And she was like, Okay. Wow. And I was 100% honest with everything. Mm-hmm. And the advice that she gave me. And the uh, the knowledge that she had is something that I definitely don't take for granted. Wow. You know, and she's awesome too because I text her when I like have these thoughts and everything and she's completely open to it. Is she responsive? Yeah, she she is responsive. And she's um she just helps me. How how long you been with her? Since July of last year. It was a little mm-hmm. bit before I would say May last year,
1: okay, okay, but she' been she you feel like this has been the best relationship you've had as a therapist, yes,
0: and not because my my therapists in the past weren't bad, right. it was just I was never fully honest mm-hmm. with my past therapist until I got to the current therapist I have now, and I was just fully honest and transparent and open just with how I felt about this and how I'm feeling, yeah, and I finally feel like I'm getting the help that like you needed, yes. yeah,, and I recommend. Every African-American, especially African-American male yeah. to go to therapy because it's so frowned upon in our own community, especially by the older uh, generation of African-Americans, like my mom's generation, the Jin Gen Xers, yeah. like they struggle with going to therapy, getting help and even going to the doctor, you know, they struggle Maybe. with all that. Yeah. And that's something that we need to break that generational curse